Hello and welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I'm your host for this week, Ryan Murphy, and I'm here with my guest for this week, Eric Harzer. Hi, Eric. Hey there. We're here for a Knives Out mystery. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, minute number 66. So All right. uh, we are uh, going from one hour, five minutes to one hour, five minutes and 59 seconds. And just to set the stage for where we are, uh, so uh, Duke has just died. Uh, which is a problem. Uh, and we open our minute uh, <laughs> looking at uh, Miles's watch as he realizes it's almost 10 o'clock. Oh, no. Miles, no. calm down. Oh, shit, shit, shit. No, no, it's happening. Mr. Brown. Oh, shit. What is the matter? It was the game. The game. My murder game. We were going to be having drinks, and I thought it'd be fun to say something dramatic just at 10 o'clock, and then we were going to have 20 minutes where... <gasps> Blanc, you have to help me. You have to help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. What happens at 10 o'clock? And our, our minute ends uh, a bit later uh, with with Miles about to say, not today. Um, I think it's a pretty good minute. I, I think that, like, anytime you start on a watch, it's a, yeah. it's a really good shot to, to establish something. Like, you're establishing time. You're establishing urgency. It, it's just really well cut together. I, I think our, our whole, whole group of minutes here are pretty good, good at that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we... we start off uh miles is distressed uh it's and i, I feel like, <laughs> yes uh edward norton just has a very good like panicking face mm -hmm. he's very mm -hmm. good at panicking uh so he's uh sort of freaking out because it's almost 10 o'clock uh and he's pleading with uh blanc to help him please help me blanc slaps him to get him to calm down <laughs> Uh, and then we find out, and Block has probably wanted to do oh, that yeah, for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it, it very <laughs> much slap. Seems like he's like, especially after uh, after our set of minutes. Once you get into the second half of the movie, and you start seeing mm -hmm. his his understanding of Miles from a different light. Yeah, I, I could mm -hmm. see him wanting to do that a while ago. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, uh, ten o'clock hits. Uh, Miles thought it would be a good idea to say something and then have all the lights go out. So the lights go out across the island and we're only illuminated occasionally by the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. And it's such a great visual effect. It, it's so great to have the entire uh, island just plunged into darkness with just that like rotating light, just occasionally lighting everything up. Ryan Johnson has like perfectly constructed something here so that you will get that flash of illumination, but overall you're just completely in the dark. Yeah. So, uh, when, uh, so have you listened to the, uh, sort of audio commentary that they put out as a podcast for the movie? I haven't. So no. it is a little, um, you know, not to besmirch, uh, uh, the way, well, kind of to besmirch the way it was done. Uh, so it is, uh, a, <laughs> a podcast that you lit up on Spotify and then play simultaneously mm -hmm. with the movie, which I guess, you know, it feels like right. Netflix could have a separate audio track. Um, but hey, back in the day you had a yeah. disc and you would put the disc in and then you would put the, the commentary like <laughs> track on and it was just right in there. You would just watch right. the movie. There was no, this is not, I, I didn't expect to have to, uh, you know, sort of dark side of the moon uh, to get Ryan's commentary. Yeah, this, the second screen experience is not something I thought I'd have to bring to myself in 2023. Right. Uh, so he, he does talk a bit about, um, you know, uh, the uh, person that he met at USC and has worked with um, 
I forget their name right now. Um, but just talking about this technique of, you know, having a very, very bright light and just having it occasionally mm -hmm. illuminating things the way a, uh, a lighthouse would. And I, you know, I think you were, uh, mentioning it, the surroundings they have here, even though we're mostly in darkness for, mm -hmm. uh, several of our minutes, like the little sneak peeks we get in this giant museum of a house. I don't know. It, it's, yeah. it's very good. It, it, it's, it's such an eclectic mix of like different art styles and like decors. And it's just ugly yeah. <laughs> to me. I find it very off putting. Like it's probably on purpose that like, while you're in that space, you just feel off because nothing yeah. matches. Nothing. When you look around makes sense contiguously and like it's such a stark uh, contrast to the the area in the first movie, which is so like well put together and well yeah. designed. Yeah, yeah. And it it does give like the sense of, and I think you know they they bring this up. There were articles uh, when this came out about how uh, he's got the Rothko painting upside down. It it feels as though mm -hmm, he's mm -hmm. like Miles has this stuff in his house because it's valuable because. He's, he's heard, heard about it. Yeah. it. So he, he knows that it, yeah, so it's yeah. not so much, uh, you know, Oh, I actually appreciate this. So it doesn't matter where anything goes. Everything's mm -hmm. just everywhere. Right. Someone else values it. So he yeah. must as well. I, I do, you yeah. know, just sort of watching, uh, the minute and seeing the light sweep across They're like, so I know they have the big, uh, portrait of, um, sort of Edward Norton from fight club, uh, just at the end, mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. is striking to me how that keeps, because that's at the end of the table, that keeps getting, like, highlighted in a way that's that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mm -hmm. guess um, as all this is going on, they're also trying to fix, so uh, just going over what the characters are doing, I don't think we hear much from Lionel. Um, Birdie J immediately screams. Do not panic. No, I'm here. Where's my phone? It has a flashlight. I can't see. How does this help? Just everybody over here. Stand still. Calm down. Do not panic. It was Andy. It was Andy. She killed Duke and she tore our room apart. I saw her. What? Yeah, which is so great. Like the the classic lights go out, someone screams. Like. You can just feel Ryan Johnson's just like glee yeah, at being yeah, able just to write like, this. Oh, I get to put it's this so scene in in the thing. So <laughs> yes, it's the classic yeah, murder mystery. In, yeah. in the audio commentary, he refers to Kate Hudson as the Queen of Screaming, uh, which is very good. <laughs> but not a no, but not, not a scream right. queen. She's uh, the Queen of Screaming. And as that's going on, uh, Claire. Uh, Catherine Hahn is uh, trying to find, I believe she's trying to find her cell phone so she can use the flashlight on it. Uh, yeah. We eventually, Blanc somehow comes into possession of one. Uh, and that's where we start seeing mm -hmm. uh, a bit more of where everyone is, what's going on. 
And that's pretty mm-hmm. much the moment where Whiskey runs in holding a spear gun. <laughs> holding and... the spear gun? <laughs> yeah. Like, every room is so packed with, like, different details that you kind of have to, like, get your bearings yeah. as soon as you're in one of those. And so when she finds the spear gun in that room, I was just like, what? Why is that there? And so, like, of course, you'd, you'd have a spear gun to, like, introduce that extra, like, tension of, is she going to shoot yeah, somebody yeah. with this spear gun? Or was it used as a murder weapon? Like, all of those things run through your head. As she, yeah, as she, it is very... It yeah, this is definitely a setting where it's not unsurprising that there's a spear gun, but it's still kind of surprising that there's a spear gun uh-huh. uh, and is accessible. Uh, so she right, runs in, right. and she is adamant. She knows what happened. Andy killed Duke. Um and she says, you know, I saw mm-hmm. her, she wrecked our room. Um, and that's sort of the point at which, uh, you know, Edward Norton, uh, Miles is, uh, is ending the minute with, you know, oh, not today. So, yeah, I guess just um, yeah. in terms of this being kind of a turning point for the movie, because we start off, uh, you know, obviously the mm-hmm. first uh, hour or so uh, we're experiencing all of this and we're seeing this you know uh this island paradise that that miles has got set up uh i guess just Mm -hmm. how quickly things are turning um what are your thoughts on that yeah it's like everything has been bubbling yeah everything everything's kind of been like bubbling over up until this point and then the like the murder happens the lights go out and like things really start to fall apart. And like, so like, I think at this point, Benoit has kind of mostly put together what's going on. Cause like later on, he'll, he'll kind of say that, but like, he's got to like have figured out by this point, like, Oh, this is, this is all yeah, been yeah. engineered this way. And actually uh, it just occurred to me going back to uh, something we mentioned a minute ago, the idea that Ryan Johnson <laughs> just, just sitting there being like, I'm going to put the lights go out, someone screams in my movie, and it's okay because it's the sort of, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. hacky trope that Miles would have demanded be in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, he he would definitely set up that situation. He would definitely have people in that situation that would react that way. So, yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a a, uh, chaotic minute. It's... um, it is, you know, I, I do find mm-hmm. it a little um, striking, you know, just going from uh, even earlier in the movie or or in Knives Out, uh, where so much of every frame was just packed with all of this stuff, uh, to now, I mean, we're seeing it highlight, but mm-hmm. for the most part, we're just in darkness here. Yeah. You're in the dark, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is about where, like, a... A first-time yeah, viewer would be at this point. So I, I guess you're uh, in the dark. You know, on the topic of first-time viewing, uh, we have a few questions that we're asking throughout the week Mondays. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got: Did you see yeah. this during its one-week release in the in the theaters? I did. I went to a movie theater because uh, Ryan Johnson, I guess, worked that with Netflix that you could see it in a theater for a very short time. I took every opportunity I could to see it. Uh, in the in yeah. the theater, the way it was supposed to be seen, and so, uh, so yeah, I greatly enjoyed it more it. than once in the theater. Okay, okay. 
Uh, no, I, I just yeah, saw it that one was, time and then I watched it again on Netflix. Well. Then. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, you know, when we heard uh, that, you know, this was going to come out for one week, bought tickets, you know, in advance, we're definitely making it to this and then watched it again mm-hmm. uh, after it came out on Netflix on Christmas, I believe. Um, did you also see mm-hmm. Knives Out in the theater? Yes, yes, absolutely. I was one of, like I'm I'm a pretty big fan of Ryan Johnson as a director, so anything he made I was going to be there <laughs> to support in theaters. But uh I, I want to say for for Knives Out I had or I'm sorry not Knives Out, for Glass Onion, I had what is probably the ideal theater experience because I I, I live in central PA, so sometimes you get audiences that aren't very reactive, aren't going to laugh at obviously funny moments, but there was one group in the theater that were like near the front row <laughs> that were just laughing raucously at about anything yeah. that was even slightly funny. And that really just like it inured the entire experience with just like, Oh, I am having a good time at the theaters. And I, I really need that sometimes to yeah, like I know like that people are reacting. You know, this the right is, it, it's kind of surprising because you could think of that and, you know, you're going to watch this mystery movie and uh, people are laughing. You could see that as disruptive. Mm-hmm. It says something about, I think, the movie itself and Ryan Johnson's work that your your instinct there is this is great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. 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 That, it is a ride. Definitely, uh, um, you know, a bonus of going and, to see it in the theater. Yes, I remember I was at a, oh, a yeah. screening of Death of Stalin and some of the people in that screening oh, seem yeah. to not understand that it is a comedy movie that you should be laughing at. And like the, the old people around me were just completely stone silent while yeah, I was like cracking I, up throughout most of it. At a certain it. point you're, you're just like, I, you can't signal this is a comedy any more clearly than like, listen, Steve Buscemi is Nikita Khrushchev. I don't know. <laughs> like you have to just buy that it's a comedy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah. Right. right uh, absolutely. I mean, I think that's, pretty much uh it for this minute in terms of um you know just going through what's going on is there anything else um that you wanted to say about this Mm -hmm. uh first minute uh yeah i just think that it's it's a really well constructed minute i'm glad that we got to start with this minute because uh i I think it's a pretty good in on the movie starting with the watch shot and uh yeah, just being plunged into darkness and hearing screams. It's, it's it a, is, it's pretty well, uh, I will say well it is thing. strange how uh, it almost feels like, you know, I so I, I hosted on week seven. We did the uh, disruptor speech. I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on with how this movie has been cut up into five minute, you know, the, the one minute segments uh, in five minute increments. Increments, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It always like it's this feels like a yeah. full scene that like it we're coming in at a very natural point to this whole thing mm-hmm. i feel like certain movie makers or filmmakers just have a sense of like pacing and maybe yeah. this happens in the editing i'm, I'm certain it happens in the editing where you like have apportioned out the, the movie so that each moment feels particular feels special and like it really helps to have such a like finely crafted movie for one of these shows because I was on the talking cat movie and there's many, many minutes of that movie (laughs) that are just languid and empty and there's like nothing going on. And somehow we found the, the runway to talk about it for that long. But 
a movie like this, you can Absolutely. find something Absolutely. to dig into every single All right. Time. Well, yeah. I think that that wraps us up here for minute number 61. Uh, so is there anything that you'd like to plug? Yeah, sure. You can find me on Twitter at T-Z-A-R-R-E-V-A-N <laughs> while I'm still on Twitter, while Twitter is still a thing and it has not crashed and burned to, <laughs> due to our uh, right. real yeah. life. All right. Uh, well, uh, thank you very much. Um, and uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can uh, please rate and review us on uh, wherever you've gotten this podcast. Uh, you can follow uh, Glass Onion Minute on Twitter at Glass Onion Minute, all one word. And we'll be back tomorrow with more Glass Onion Minute.